This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership inside the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. And David, you're an expert when it comes to political unrest in a number of countries. Matter of fact, some of the countries that you work with have tremendous political unrest. And so during this time that we are experiencing some political unrest, I'm interested to know a little bit about what's going on in India and how that might relate to people who are struggling here in the United States. Well, Mark, I'm honored by your title expert (laughs) on the reality of it, and I'm not sure that's the reality. But I will say if visiting nations that have lots of political discord and difficulties, yes, if that that, uh, qualifies you as an expert, I have visited a lot of nations. Uh, We were talking before the uh, radio broadcast about the idea of John saying that we testify what, what we have seen and heard. And certainly we, I could do that to, to be into 53 nations around uh, the world and, and working with the persecuted church and specifically, you know, believers in restricted and difficult areas, unreached. Um, and one of the areas is we've talked about much here, Mark, our show is India. They have many lessons to teach us and, and inspire us today as we see the political discord and difficulty and right. fear going on in the United States. And, you know, um, a lot of people may not be aware, but the party uh, in power in India is a very fundamental Hindu party. Uh, and the prime minister is a fundamental party member. Uh, it's um, Prime Minister Modi. The you know, More and more memos have come out and intel about plans, you know, being made in secret and uh, very fundamental you know, groups getting together and leaders getting together to plot how they would cleanse India uh, of all non-Hindus. We've gotten this through the years and and many of the Christians have gotten this. And many, you know, India is one of the highest nations, number 10, listed by open doors for persecution. Believers are killed there all the time, pastors. Uh, they are persecuted severely and just spiked to persecution. And, and you know, when, when some of the believers have gotten this information, this very credible information of conspiracies going on and people conspiring against the Christians— uh, you know, they we've had to be there as an encourager and a coach and to respond to this. You know, what do you do? And and so now this year it's come out just recently. There's articles coming out that literally some of the high officials are have announced in speeches and public speeches how they plan. There's one guy who's got been bold enough who's in the government high position who's been bold enough to say by next year, 2022, he has a plan and he's advocating for India being purely a Hindu state with only Hindus living in that country. That's insinuating genocide. And India is the highest, uh, second highest number of Muslims in the world, let alone, you know, a a good proportion of a minority of Christians. And um, all these minority groups are threatened, Buddhists too, and and a lot of other religious groups there. And and so we've had to struggle that with the, over the years, Mark, of what does it mean to live in a nation that your livelihood is endangered and the government is making plans to, or at least parts of it, are making plans to destroy you. Well, there's something in my spirit that hears the word cleanse. We're going to cleanse this nation of Christians. And that makes me just feel a little bit sick on the inside uh, to think that they see Christians as uh, almost like a plague. What's our response to that, David? I mean, we could have a couple of different responses. We could have the response of saying, well, let's get all the Christians out of there. 
And why would you have that response versus a response, well, let's help the Christians stay there? What is the proper response when the government really does have hostility towards people who are Christian? That's the million-dollar question. I think it's a great question. We have one law, the law of love. Treat your neighbors you want to be treated. So, Mark, you know, we've been dealing with this for all these years since we're in India in 2011. You know, Mark, let me put forward out. What's the emotional response, I think, even to you if I put that out? Yeah, it's it, it, to get them out. You know, let's load them on planes and get them out, right? That's the emotional response. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And we've had to struggle with that. Do we do we get all these try to get, you know, create a refugee ministry and get all these uh, Indian Christians to America? Is that the solution? The logistics of that, the resources is just massive. And we prayed about those things. You know, should we be ready for that? Should we create safe houses even in in India, let alone? Uh, That's another channel. But, you know, where the Lord's led us, uh, Mark, is God is sovereign. God will fight our battles. He will be with us through difficulties, through the valley of shadow of death, and in the, in the hundreds of other Bible verses we go to. And the Lord led us back to the basics, is we empower the leaders, the believers, the disciples, right where they are in India, and they're flourishing. And we've seen them flourishing. Persecution continues to get higher. Mark, what have we seen? More and more Indians are coming to Christ. Yeah, by the thousands. So God is using the government there mm-hmm. to show their corruption, their darkness, their literal antichrist spirit against God to ultimately to make Indians desperate for truth and realizing this isn't what I want. This has no peace. Who is Jesus? And and so many Indians are truly accepting Christ for the first time in their lives. Um, massively from Hindu background, but of course, Buddhist, Muslim, across the board, we see revival going on there. And that's how they're responding to the conspiracies, true conspiracies happening in in India. You know, I think of two things, David, uh, as you're talking about that, because one, uh, emotionally, yeah, I want to get them out. But when I start listening to the Holy Spirit in me, it says, let's keep them in and let's make sure that Christians can be a witness among those who don't know Christ. Because second thing, as the darkness gets darker, the light of Christ shines all the brighter at risk radio can you imagine trying to disciple a church with only one bible this is mark stafford from at risk radio and our contacts in venezuela are telling us incredible stories about people coming to know jesus all the while pastors are missing bibles for their people after receiving a bible from our ministry one man said with tears in his eyes no one has ever given me such a beautiful gift At Risk Radio, in our partnership with SOM International, is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. One way we format this show is that we tell about what's happening at the first part of the show, and then we bring it back to Scripture and theology, and we unpack that. Now, David, you wanted to share a Scripture here that really is pertinent to what we see happening, not only in India, but also what we see happening right now in America. What's that Scripture, David? Yeah, well, I wanted to start out with the story, what's happening in India, that we've seen around the world in the global network of believers uh, working and operating in such a way that they're bringing faith, hope, and love. Uh, they're making a difference when there's a lot of you know people conspiring against them and, uh, and, and factors that could bring destruction to them. And so, yeah, now as we think about it, Mark, um, you know, how can we learn from those lessons in India? And the scripture that just came to my mind is out of Isaiah 8, 
11 through uh, 17 there. I want to encourage people to ultimately open up their scriptures and look at it. But it starts with the Lord has given a strong warning not to think like everyone else does. Uh, he said, don't call everything a conspiracy like they do. And don't live in dread of what fight frightens them. Make the Lord, Yahweh that is, of heaven's armies holy in your life. He is the one you should fear. He is the one who should make you tremble. He will keep you safe. Uh, I think that's so powerful. There's so much that we spend an hour on that, uh, Mark. I don't know what jumps out at you. Well, I think the first thing that jumps out at me is verse 12. It says, don't call conspiracy all that this people calls conspiracy. Don't fear what they fear, nor be in dread. Oh, I'm reading a different version of it, David, than what you just read, but it says the same thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, How does that apply to what we're seeing happen politically, really, not only domestically, but internationally? People conspire together because they want to build up their own power, their own strength, in which it looks like money and wealth and and reputation. And and so, yeah, people are rebelling against God. So they're going to conspire against God, his ways, his word, his people. And, and when we put our eyes on that, the fruit, that's the fruit of the flesh, then we're trying to build up in our own flesh to fight against what we see as a danger, as something scary, fearful. And, uh, and yet God's giving the rebuke here, because in the context here, that's what Israel had fallen into. They're falling into living by fear and responding and reacting to all these conspiracies that people that uh, were doing instead of God's word and what he was using the conspirators to ultimately bring his glory. So again, God just getting that warning. Don't do that. Make the Lord the focus, for he is the one you should fear, but the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And and that's what I see the mark on our persecuted brothers and sisters around the world. What if the conspiracy is real? I mean, what if it's a conspiracy like what we see in India, that they want to cleanse the land of Christians? What if? Well, Mark, I'm glad you said that because uh, that's a good point. Actually, so far we've been talking about as if all the conspiracies are real. The reality of it is some conspiracies are lies. I mean, it's fake news. It's going around people using the the fear base of false news for power. Mm-hmm. But uh, but so that they're both going on. I mean, you know, the, there are real conspiracies we talk about. People conspire for their own gain and their own wealth. But then there's also people make up lies because Satan is the author of lies, and that's the kingdom of darkness. And so the way the, the Word of God tells us that we're to weigh the works of people and even prophets, right? God's people are the ones who have fallen into these conspiracies uh, and this fear and taking their eyes off Jesus. So, you know, this is a metaphor for the church that when even believers are saying things that cause the fruit of fear— mm. And that that the first fruit we saw with Adam and Eve was fear. And what did that fear do to them? It, it made them run away from God. God was the one that came to them. So if we see the fruit of what we're feeding on is waking us in fear and, and away from God, then we need, we know that's the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, which is the tree of rebellion. And we need to, what does the Bible say? We need to repent, change our mind and not eat from that fruit anymore, not do that, change our direction. And then, and ultimately, the scripture even warns us of these latter days that the that the love of most will grow cold. These are just signs of the latter days that people are growing more in fear and less in love, because you can't have the two abide together. Love cast out fear. The scriptures tells us 
but fear will cast out love. But when our eyes are on Jesus, who is the author of love, we do not have to live in, in fear anymore. You know, one of the things that I think is a uh, a marker of Christians right now is that there's many Christians, not all, but many Christians who are very fearful about what's happening in our country. And then there's this verse, 1 John four eighteen: there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. So how do we deal with the conspiracies if they're real or if they're fake news? How do we deal with those in a way that is trusting in God and not resorting to just fear? Well, Isaiah also tells us those who put their minds on God will live in perfect peace. <laughs> so, you know, it's it, it sounds simplistic, but Margaret always comes back to the same thing. We need to renew our mind, abide in Christ and He in us, and God will show us what's fake news, what's real news, what's real uh, conspiracies. But whatever happens, either way, God's with us, and the battle belongs to the Lord again, uh, to, so that as we surrender all these things, and we are witnesses for, of His love, and we're making disciples, we're multiplying, we're being the salt and light, we can help sustain life and even society as we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, make, going to make disciples of all nations, you know, of all people. Well, we're getting really short on time here, David. One thing I know is that when I am in the Word, my thought process is more pure. And when I'm feeding myself with Christian literature, I also have a much more biblical perspective. As we wrap up, we want to say, first of all, that our God is sovereign. He's in control. On the SOM website, there is an abundance of Jubilee Bibles. Also, there's a a number of books that are written by these great Christian authors that are going to help you to renew your mind. So if you want to go to the bookstore, go to spiritofmartyrdom.com, and you can not only go to the bookstore there, but sign up for the newsletter and be kept up to date with what's happening all over the world in the persecuted church. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.